1: Before we get into our message today, we want to announce an upcoming opportunity. Heritage Bible Church will be sponsoring a 4-day Marriage Tune-Up seminar beginning April 22nd for four consecutive Wednesday evenings from 6:30 to 7:30 at HBC in Boise. Dr. Tom Westall will be presenting 14 topics aimed to strengthen and protect your marriage. Now, I've said this before, But the best time to attend a seminar like this is when you don't yet need it. But there's something here for everyone, whether you're married or contemplating marriage, or whether your marriage is cruising along or hitting some bumps in the road. And all of you are invited to come and join us for all or any of those days beginning April 22nd at 630 at no charge. And we know it will be valuable. This week, we spent our time in Mark chapter 7, verses 1 through 7. In the last decade, it seems that the cultural shifts we're experiencing are accelerating, and as they accelerate, they are leaving Bible-believing Christians more and more out of step with the demands of the culture. We have to realize Jesus wasn't in step with the right people either, not with the governing authorities, not with the religious elites who ran the synagogues of his day, And we know where that led for him personally. For those who didn't know who he really was, in the end, he looked like a criminal deserving of death as he hung on the cross. Jesus refused to bow to the man-made requirements of a man-made religion that corrupted the truth. And for offending them, they killed him. Every man makes a choice in this area. The question is, If you have to offend someone by what you believe and how you live your life, who would you rather offend, men or God? Here is the last slice of the message entitled, How the Flesh Does Religion.
0: Jesus was very fond of using that phrase, by the way, to describe the Pharisees. Make sure that Jesus would never say that about you. You honor me with your lips, but your heart is far from me, teaching something other than what I say. Let's move on. Those who love to be offended, the legalists. Legalism case study, they had all these things they added to the Bible. Self-righteous talk, well, why would your disciples do that? The root of legalism is teaching as doctrines the precepts of men, and then with full sarcasm intended, let's look at the next six verses, or the next five verses, how to dodge inconvenient commands. Here's the crux of the whole thing. Every time you let traditions or personal convictions become as important to you as the Word of God is, you negate the power of God's Word in your life on that subject. Now, what did he mean by quoting Isaiah? It's pretty clear, but now he illustrates. Verses 9 through 13, we're going to dig down a little bit deeper toward the bottom of that iceberg. He was also saying to them," oh, He just called them hypocrites, right? Here's what He says now, "'You are experts.'" And I'm sure they heard those words and thought, yes, we are. We have the degrees. we studied all the rabbis. Why, we can quote it in Hebrew and Aramaic and Greek, Ah, but He didn't stop there, "'You are experts.'" at setting aside the commandment of God in order to keep your tradition. What does he mean by that? Well, look at a contrast here. For Moses said, Honor your father and your mother, and he who speaks evil of father or mother is to be put to death. What's that? It's the fifth commandment. It's not ambiguous. It's crystal clear. Moses said, quoting the fifth commandment, But you say, now here's this convoluted example that he uses, but you say, if a man says to his father or his mother, whatever I have that would help you is korban, C-O-R-B-A-N, Hebrew word, that is to say, given to God, you no longer permit him to do anything for his father or his mother, thus invalidating the Word of God by your tradition, which you have handed down, and you do," here he is again, "...many things such as that." So, Moses said this, and you say this. Now, what's the problem with with this? Here's Here's the deal. Honor your father and mother is very clear. And throughout the Scriptures, It doesn't take very much homework to discover that one of the applications of honor your father and mother is that you are obligated to God to care for your parents in the twilight of their lives. You don't just honor them when you're a teenager, you honor them to the grave. Now, the Pharisees and the scribes had come up with this Convoluted batch of logic that made it sound spiritual to take any portion of your possessions or your income and declare it Corban, which means given to God. So here's how they work that if you pledged that amount as a gift to God, then you would be pledging to give it to the work of the temple. And if you used it for anything else, you would be sinning against God because you would be breaking your vow, and that included using it to help your parents. It was a loophole that you could apply to negate the fifth commandment. Now, it's worse than that. They had so twisted their thinking that they actually came up with a sub-rule by which you could believe that you would be sinning if you obeyed the Ten Commandments. But it's even worse than that. The Talmud says, after you took a vow of Corban, you were not bound to actually dedicate the things to the temple. You could keep it indefinitely, for your own use, or you could give it to someone else, you were only prohibited from giving it to the person that you had in mind when you invoked Corbin to not help him. Is that just wicked or what? It was a selective and specific negative vow with no limits. Well, gee, Mom, it's too bad they're turning off your electricity tomorrow. I, I I would pay the bill, but the money for that is dedicated to the temple, so I can't do it. I'll call you when I get back from Hawaii." Now, except for the Hawaii part, that's what they were doing. And Jesus chose that as just one of myriad examples. There are many things like that He said. Now, you can think of this, like I said, as an introduction to the next paragraph in Mark. It's all about the real issue of your heart in the sight of God. My friends, there's a, there's a couple of major problems with legalism. One of them is that when you add anything to the Word of God, you negate the authority of the Word of God. But here's something else. Legalism never works. Never. Not ever. No one has ever gotten closer to God by keeping a rule or a regulation. I've heard heard it said, well, you know, some people just, they they need those rules and regulations. Well, maybe to stay out of jail, it might help. But listen, you need to fear God, not the consequences of breaking a man-made rule. The issue is your heart, and that's where we're going Next time, the gospel is the message that the only way your sin can be removed and that you can be reconciled to God is by the finished work of Jesus Christ. You can't do it by keeping rules, you can only do it by putting your trust in Him and Him alone to apply the atonement that you need. You want to know the real problem you have? It's not that you haven't worked hard enough to try to get God to like you. In your sin, He doesn't like you a little bit, but as a child, as a creation of His, created in His image, He loves you perfectly so much that He gave His only begotten Son, so that if you'll believe in Him, you won't perish. You can have eternal life, but the problem is your heart. It's inside you. I'm sure you've heard the advice, the world says it all the time. Follow your heart. Now, by the time you understand what Jesus says next, you'll know that follow your heart is terrible advice. Follow the Lord. Now I I, I know what that means. Okay, you've you've been accepted to four different colleges. Good for you. Follow your heart. I mean, you know what which one do you prefer? Okay, and in that sense, I can take that. But when you understand the theological meaning of heart, you will never tell anyone follow your heart. The message of the Bible is not, reform your behavior so that God will like you a little better. That doesn't work. The message is, turn from your sin and cry out to God, the one whom you've offended in your sin. Cry out to Him to save you by applying the blood of His Son, Jesus Christ, on your behalf. Oh, and by the way, you do that, you will change there will be a reformation. You will come to learn to hate your sin. You will want to put to death sin. You'll want to mortify sin. But that will be because you're responding to His grace. You're not trying to do it on the power of your own flesh. Let's pray. Father, it is so easy for us to fall into this awful spiritual disease of legalism. It's so easy for us to think that we can help you by adding to your word, keep us from it. Whatever we may have done that has crossed that line of trying to... If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program.